Okay, welcome back to the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's dream preview for my Coba week on the PGA Tour. I'm your host, Will Doctor, and we're discussing the seventh event of the fall season last week. Seamus Power proved me wrong and won the Bermuda Championship at a tournament that he went into as the only top 50 player in the world competing at Port Royal. He was the second favorite going into the week behind Danny McCarthy and Power opened with three straight 65s before closing with a final round 70 to best Thomas Dietrich by a single shot. And let me share with you a quick bit on Seamus Power, who is now number 32 in the official world golf rankings after his win and is looking like an early favorite to be one of the European rookies for the 2023 Ryder Cup team that's going to be led by Luke Donald. Uh, but this bit comes from my friends over at PGATour.com. And the story goes, you know, in November of 2004, the current world number one, Roy McIlroy, signed a letter of intent to play college golf at East Carolina State up there in Johnson City, Tennessee. However, Rory knew uh, that he would not be waiting four years to turn professional, and he opted to stay in Ireland and play amateur golf. And when Rory decided he would not fill that spot on the team, the East, East Tennessee coach, Fred Warren, offered another young Irishman by the name of Seamus Power to fill that spot on the team, uh, where he would end up leading East Tennessee to multiple conference championships. So here over the next year, you'll see uh, you know Seamus Power at Augusta in April of 2023. And there's also now a great shot that you see Power competing uh, in the Ryder Cup as a rookie for Team Europe next fall with, uh, you know, the guy that opened up uh, a spot on a college roster for him and Roy McIlroy. Because part of that story, it's on PGATour.com if you want to go read it, but part of that story is Seamus Power really had, you know, no other college teams looking at him. And so it's interesting, you know, Fred Warren is a coach that gets a lot of players from Ireland. You see this with different coaches around the country. You know, if you look at the University of Arkansas's roster right now, you know, they love recruiting players from Argentina. In this case, Fred Warren spent a lot of time in Ireland recruiting players and he came upon Seamus Power. And, uh, you know, now not like the resumes uh, match all that much at this point, but you could see Seamus Power and Roy McIlroy playing on the same European Ryder Cup team next fall. Now, the other story coming out of Bermuda that I can't let fall through the cracks is uh, the opportunity that first-year PGA Tour member uh, Ben Griffin had to win the Bermuda Championship. Ben Griffin, most likely a name that you've never heard of. He was a two-time All-American in North Carolina before turning pro in 2018. And after turning pro, he spent time bouncing around on the Corn Ferry Tour and PGA Tour Canada and then he put his dreams on hold and started working as a loan officer for the entirety of 2021 before he discovered that the world outside of this game is really just not that exciting at all. So then you fast forward to last Sunday and the former loan officer, Ben Griffin, made the turn on the back nine with a two-stroke lead over Seamus Power. Uh, Griffin was five under par through 12 holes and looked to be in the you know, the driver's seat of the championship before he just completely threw up all over himself. He made bogeys at 12, 13, 14, and 15 
before a double bogey on 16 completely erased his chances of winning. So it's not the the total end of the world for Griffin, who has uh, now has two top 25 finishes over his first four starts of the season. But wow, you know, six over in a span of five holes uh, for Griffin on the back nine on Sunday. That was just, you know, an absolute disastrous, uh, you know, course of events that just made viewers sick to their stomach. And for Ben Griffin, you know, that stings. That's going to leave lasting scars on the mentals. And that will be something that he has to use as motivation um, in his pursuit of winning a PGA Tour event moving forward. So, um, you know, that does it for the review of Bermuda. Let's get into uh, this week's Worldwide Technology Championship at Mayakoba. Uh, the course name is actually El Camelon Golf Course, but I'm just going to refer to it as Mayakoba since that is the resort where the golf course resides. And listen, if you didn't watch Bermuda last week due to a lack of star power in the field, uh, you're going to get some higher-ranked talent at Mayakoba this week. Victor Hovland uh, will look to win for the third consecutive time at Mayakoba, a feat that has not been accomplished since Steve Stricker won the John Deere Classic three times in a row between 2009 and 2011. Last year's PGA Tour Player of the Year, Scotty Scheffler, uh, is going to play in Mayakoba this week and could take back uh, his world number one spot with a win this week in Mexico, although I don't see that happening. I'll tell you more about that here in a bit. World number nine, Colin Morikawa, will make his his tournament debut in Mayakoba and plus President's Cup standouts, Billy Horschel, and another former number one, Justin Rose, will be playing this week in Mexico. And this golf course just sets up for an absolute birdie fest with the winning score averaging 20 under since 2013. So, you know, the bottom line is if a player is struggling to hit fairways or can't make putts in bunches, you will not find that player. Um, on my card this week, 2018, my Coba champion, Matt Kuchar said it best. You know, if, if you're not in the fairway on this golf course, you're likely either in a mangrove, you're in, you know, a swarm of bushes or you're in the water. So, uh, you know, what we're focusing on today, hitting fairways and guys, you can make a ton of putts. So the order of play will be discussing the top four favorites. Then we'll move into matchups and picks to place. Uh, then I'll give you an outright winner, a dark horse, uh, and a a lineup, and we'll end with a scoring prediction and best bet. Okay, let's get into uh, some of the favorites before we move into uh, matchups. We'll start with Scotty Scheffler at plus 900. And I told you three weeks ago prior to the CJ Cup that Scotty Scheffler's putting was really in a bad place towards the end of last season. And that continued at the CJ Cup as he finished 45th, which was a direct result of below average putting for Scheffler. And to make matters worse, you know, he lost his spot at world number one after holding that position for 30 weeks. He has a chance to recapture that position with a win this week, but I don't believe that's going to be the result at Mayakoba on Sunday. Uh, once again, because Scotty Scheffler is simply not putting as well as he was when he was winning golf tournaments a year ago. 
a lot of you know, sharps, so-called sharps and Twitter talking heads are going to tell you, oh, he finished fourth uh, at Mayakoba last year. Scheffler did. Well, that's good for him. You know, that was in the middle of a 12 tournament stretch where he had picked up strokes on the greens in 11 of those events. Now, here recently, which is what everyone should be focusing on, he's lost strokes putting to seven of the last eight fields that he's been a part of. So I'm out on Scheffler this week, not because, you know, he's still screwing around on the pickleball court. But, you know, this week it's because I'm just seeing absolutely zero progression with the putter. I uh, actually read something that he's been tinkering with the putters. He's, he no longer has the putter in the bag that won him the Masters last last year. That's a problem. Um, we see that a lot with these players. He'll end up putting, you know, the game or the winner back in the, back in the bag. But until then, I'm out on Scotty Scheffler. On to Victor Hovland. At ten to one, and Hovland, as I said in the intro, is going for a, a three-peat this week in Mayakoba. And just to put that potential accomplishment in perspective, Tiger Woods won four different events three times in a row, but that feat has not been accomplished since Steve Stricker won the Deer three times in a row between two thousand nine and two thousand eleven. So. My point is, it's a tall task ahead for Hovland this week. However, Victor Hovland has been starting to play very well, good enough to win as of late. And, you know, the the solid start to the season kind of goes like this. After the, the PGA Tour Championship in late August, Hovland went back to Europe to fulfill his required starts on the DP World Tour and finished fifth at the BMW PGA Championship. Remember, middle of last year, Hovland was having some major issues with his production around the greens, but we saw that get resolved, starting with his tied for fourth place finish at the Open Championship at St. Andrews in mid-June. And Hovland has come into this season, this fall, and is showing that he could be on the cusp of winning here very soon. Tied for fifth, at the Zozo Championship in Japan, and a tie for 21st at the CJ Cup uh, at Congaree. Of course, uh, not to, you know, this week is Bermuda, but seeing him finish 21st on a golf course that is very challenging around the greens with, you know, a lot of bunkers, a lot of fescue um, at Congaree, you know, that's a big confidence booster for Victor. So, you know, through two events of, of Hovland's fall season, he ranks 11th in strokes gained off the tee, and he's hitting over 70% of his fairways. And I'll let you know right now, I'm putting in Victor Hovland top 10 at plus 130 odds on DraftKings uh, this week. So uh, that's the review for Hovland. Let's move on to Tony Finau, 14 to 1. And this is the first time we have seen Finau since the President's Cup at Quail Hollow. And, you know, as far as regular stroke play events are concerned, no one was playing better than Tony Finau towards the end of last season after a pretty horrendous start to 2022. He won back-to-back events at the 3M and the Rocket Mortgage before uh, a solid playoff run 
saw him finish ninth in the FedEx Cup standings. But I'm going to pass on Tony Finau this week because of the lack of feel that I have for his game coming out of the offseason. He'll tee it up again next week at the Houston Open. So hopefully we get a sense of what he has cooking uh, in Mayakoba and then maybe add him to the card for Houston. Uh, on to Colin Morikawa at 16 to 1. So uh, Morikawa will make his first career start at Mayakoba this week. And we've seen him in two events so far this fall. He finished 45th at the Zozo and he finished 29th at the CJ Cup. The CJ Cup was interesting for Morikawa because he did everything great from T to green, but like we've seen him do a lot over the past year, he putted well below average at Congaree. Now, while the putting is entirely unpredictable for Morikawa, he is someone who is going to hit a lot more fairways than everyone else, which makes him an appealing option this week. I'm going to throw Morikawa in my lineup and, and see what happens. I'm I'm not going to take a chance on a pick to place ticket for, for Morikawa after a really bumpy start to the year on the greens in Japan and South Carolina. So Mark Morikawa is a lineup guy for this week, and hopefully he can show us something in Mexico. Okay, guys, a quick break uh, from the golf to tell you about what we have going on over at pregame.com. You need to go to pregame.com and click on buy picks and then add any package or subscription to your shopping cart. Simply add my coupon code drive20. That's D-R-I-V-E-2-0 and confirm your discount before you check out. You can use your coupon code. Once again, that's drive20 on any package or subscription from your favorite pros at pregame.com. Okay, let's get into a couple matchups here for this week in Mayakoba. We'll start with Billy Horschel over Tony Finau at plus 100 on Bet Online. And Horschel picked up right where he left off last season by finishing seventh at the CJ Cup two weeks ago. He too, like Victor Hovland, went directly from the PGA Tour Championship over to Europe to compete in the last half of the DP World Tour season. And Horschel had a lot of success finishing ninth at the BMW PGA and 10th at the, at the Alfred Dunhill links in five Scotland, which is played at, you know, St. Andrew's old course, St. Andrew's new course, uh, Carnoustie and Kingsbarn. So to me, uh, Horschel is someone who hasn't had a real pause in his schedule that would warrant his good play coming to an end anytime soon. And, what I like most about Horschel is that he's finished in the top 10 in Mayakoba two out of the last three years he's played this event. Uh, Tony Finau is notorious for slow starts to the season, as we've seen at the beginning of two of the last three seasons. And I think the fact that he's below average as far as driving accuracy is concerned makes him a less valuable option at Mayakoba. So first matchup for this week is going to be Billy Horschel, over Tony Finau, plus 100 on Bet Online. Okay, second matchup uh, for this week is going to be Emiliano Grillo over Brian Harmon at plus 100 on Bet Online. And you're looking at a matchup between a Mayakoba specialist and someone who has never sniffed being in contention on this golf course. I've had a lot of success playing Emiliano Grillo at some of these fall venues, particularly at the Zozo Championship a few weeks ago where he finished fourth. But even before that, he finished 25th at the Fortnite to start the year in Napa. And a week after that, he finished fifth at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Grio 
is, you know, not a long hitter, but someone that excels at courses where you have to hit a bunch of fairways. I'm not taking him to win or to place because of the way his putting can go astray on him. But I will fire away on on Grio in a matchup with how well he's played at Mayakoba in past years. 10th in 2017, 9th in 2018, 15th in 2019, and 8th in 2021. I'll give Brian Harmon some respect as a guy who has started this year on a positive note with good finishes uh, at the Shriners and CJ Cup. But, you know, and, he, and he's also someone that definitely has the ability to hit fairway after fairway, a big positive for this week, like we've talked about. But in nine starts at Mayakoba, his best finish is a tie for 26th back in 2012. So uh, this is an obvious option for this week. It's going to be Emiliano Grillo over Brian Harmon at plus 100 on Bet Online. Into my one and only pick to place for this week, one and only. I'm going to go with Matt Kuchar, top 20 at plus 300 on bet365. And it's very simple. Matt Kuchar's top 20 number should not be plus 300 on an event that he won three years ago and has only finished outside of tied for 22nd at Mayakoba on one occasion, which was back in 2016. I know Kuch, you know, did not have a great year in 2022, but the good news is he's actually had a solid start to the fall season. He finished 12th season opener in Napa and then 29th at the CJ Cup. He would have had better results to both of those starts had he rolled the rock worth of shit. But the bottom line is Kucher is the specialist around Mayakoba. But the bottom line is Kucher is one of those specialists around Mayakoba and around all of these courses on tour that simply require players to hit fairway after fairway. So so my one pick to place for this week is going to be Matt Kuchar, top 20, at plus 300 on bet 365. Moving into our winner uh, for this week, it's going to be Aaron Wise at 20 to 1 on FanDuel. So after a disappointing start to the year in Vegas at the Shriners, Wise rebounded nicely a few weeks ago at the CJ Cup, finishing sixth. But most importantly, he has not lost shots on the greens putting in either of his first two starts to the year. And that is all we focus on with Aaron Wise. You know, his ball striking, his driving accuracy, his distance, and the work that he does around the greens are never an issue. The question is, can he make 25 birdies over four rounds in Mayakoba? And through two events this year, I think we can confidently say the answer to that question is yes. Wise, you know, has had his close calls at Mayakoba over the years, you know, 10th in 2019, 2nd in 2021, and 15th last year. This is a player who definitely has a great feel for this golf course, and I believe he gets his second career PGA Tour win, his first coming in 2018, this week at the Worldwide Technology Championship. So that's going to be Aaron Wise at 20-1 to on FanDuel to win. And moving into uh, the dark horse for this week, that's going to be Adam Svensson, top 20 at plus 450 on Bet365. And listen, the Sven Dog is not someone who has had an electric start to the season. Came out hot in Napa, finishing 12th, but in three other starts since, his best result was tied for 54th at the Sanderson Farms Championship. But you have to remember, Svensson had a very solid 2022 season with eight top, top 25 finishes, and he excels on shorter courses with a higher premium on fairways hit. And 
because this is a strong but not great field this week, I think Svensson could have a notable finish. The key stat for me when it comes to Svensson this week is that he's picked up strokes with the driver in three of four starts so far this season. So my dark horse for this week is going to be Adam Svensson, top 20 at plus 450 on bet 365. Let's get into my lineup for this week. We'll start with Colin Morikawa. I mentioned him in the favorites. We're going to throw him into the lineup. If he putts well, he contends. So that's number one. Number two is going to be Aaron Wise, my winner for this week, who I just talked about. Number three, Davis Riley, who is a fairway machine, who you know we were on a lot last year, but he just hasn't had the same flash this fall. I'm looking for him to start to get uh, you know warmed up, tuned in, uh, dialed in to this season a little bit. So number three is going to be Davis Riley. Number four is going to be Justin Lower, my winning pick last week who didn't win but did record a top 10 finish. Justin Lower will be featured in my best bet, so we'll talk about him more in just a second. Uh, number five is going to be Adri Arnos. Uh, he won for the first time on the European Tour last year at Catalonia and is now making his way over to the States uh, to play more here on the PGA Tour. So uh, number five is Adri Arnos. Number six is going to be Harry Hall. He recorded his first top 20 on the PGA Tour at the Shriners a few weeks ago. He made the cut in Bermuda last week where he did rel- relatively little on the weekend. But I like Harry Hall. You know, I liked him last week in a sense in the windy conditions in Bermuda. He's from England. He's a guy who really excels in those, you know, high wind, you know, high weather situations. Um, and you could be seeing the same thing in in uh, in Mayakoba this week. So uh, just to review my lineup one more time, it's going to go Colin Morikawa, Aaron Wise, Davis Riley, Justin Lower, Adri Arnus, and Harry Hall. Uh, into my scoring prediction, there's a chance that a hurricane, um, I can't remember the name of the hurricane, but it, it, there's a chance that a big storm sweeps through Mayakoba at some point towards the end of this week, which means conditions would be soft. And you know the reason that I don't know uh, the name of this hurricane is because it just doesn't change our strategy whatsoever if this course softens up. I will say that since 2018, every year at Mayakoba has been decided by one shot, except for last year when Hovland won by four. So I'm going to go ahead and play the winning margin to be one at plus 225 odds on Barstool Sportsbook. Uh, Into the best bet, closing up shop with Justin Lower over Sebastian Munoz at minus 120 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And let me just say, as much as I love Sebastian Munoz and I was impressed by how he put the entire country of Colombia on his back, at the President's Cup, I would say the chances of him making a cut this week are incredibly slim. He missed two cuts at Mayakoba and three career starts, and he's opened this year with two so-so starts at the CJ Cup and Zozo Championship. And when I say so-so, he made the cut and then did absolutely nothing on the weekend. Justin Lower, on the other hand, has been brilliant so far this year. Last week, we hit a matchup on Lower over, uh, over Steven Yeager. Uh, we had lower to win. That did not hit, but he had a solid week recording a second top 10 of the fall season. And now uh, Justin Lower has finished in the top 20 in all but one of his starts on the PGA Tour this year. He's 17th on the FedEx Cup standings and really has no flaws 
uh, to his game right now. I think the time to win was last week for lower, but he beat Sebastian Munoz in a no-doubter this week. Uh, so that's going to be, for my best bet, Justin Lower over Sebastian Munoz at minus 120 on DraftKings Sportsbook. And that is going to do it uh, here on the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview for My Cobo Week. We'll see you next Tuesday for Houston Open down here uh, in my neck of the woods at Memorial Park Golf Course. Looking forward to it. Best of luck, everyone, with their picks this week.